First off, name three artists you could beat up in a fight. Three? Three. Um fuck. That's fucked up. Then they're gonna they're gonna beef with me after that. Okay, well if it makes you feel better, I've asked four people this this weekend and every single one of them has said Angelus. I'm not fighting Angelus. That's what I'm saying. Like she wouldn't hurt a fly. Why are people like so dead set on beating her up? So sweet to me. Like I'm not fighting Angelus. Maybe I'd fight MGK. Okay. I feel like you'd win that. Definitely. Maybe. Let's say the baby. Okay. I, I wouldn't win it, but would... he's legally shot a man in Walmart. Yeah, That's a brave choice for fighting I know somebody. It would just be a good, a really good story. And then for the third artist, some other popular choices are Brendan Urie. Yeah, maybe Brendan Urie. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, let's say Robert Smith. Robert Smith. I not... love Robert Smith, but I would want to fight him. And then on a more serious note, you've been on tour a total of three times now, correct? Yeah. Right. So I'm wondering, considering the amount of miles you put on the road, what would you say are some of your like favorite and be honest, least favorite parts of the country. I really like Texas. Mm. Texas is really nice. Mm-hmm. The weather was so nice. Hmm. And then like the worst literally anywhere in middle America. Yeah. So like <laughs> fucking, I don't know where we were. Maybe it was like Indiana or something. This is when I was on the first tour with Glaive. I wanted to go to Starbucks and there were literally no like paths. There was nowhere to walk. It just fucked up thinking about how people live in places like that you know it's like you turn 16 you have to get a car yeah exactly like we need walkable cities yeah it's called urban sprawl yeah that's you're so based what the fuck crazy sprawl is fucked i was expecting a middle america answer because a lot of people there's just like ain't shit to do there other than like farming and like severe alcoholism no exactly like when i moved to chicago people think the scariest thing is going to be winter the scariest thing is meeting people who have lived in the midwest their whole lives and drink like they're from the midwest yeah so they like drink like they like yeah. it gets dark at 3 p.m that's very true there are people that drink like they're from the midwest when i was in college i had a good handful of friends that was from somewhere in middle america they would drink a whole fucking bottle of tequila or something and be fine it's like 4 p.m yeah. on a tuesday yeah exactly it's like and it's not even like 12 yet like <laughs> chill regardless of how bad these places are the people are always so nice the midwest especially there's a lot of really really sweet people in the midwest because yeah. i think you kind of got to get along because if you're just shitty and annoying in the midwest like you have nothing and then um uh, from tour are there any horror stories you have of like nightmare hotels or like shitty venues or anything like that on my tour we did airbnbs and there were some very questionable airbnbs like it seems like every airbnb had one door that was just locked and you don't know where it went <laughs> i like to think it's a utility closet but like i feel no, like some of them it's like some it's scary not that. shit there's something in there yeah there's a, there's a man in there there's a creature hiding behind that door Literally. for like a horror story this is more so like a horror story for me because i have like really bad like anxiety when it comes to like time and shit you know like if i'm running late somewhere the second tour i did with Glaive, the first show we did, my plane lands 30 minutes before the show. Mm, oh, God. Yeah, I had to bring my whole suitcase and shit. I had, like, two minutes to sound check. Before that, I just, like, pretty much taught myself how to figure out, like, live audio and shit. Yeah, So shit. I still, like, kind of had no clue what I was doing. Not having the time to sound check or anything is just, that was a nightmare. Also, I just want to say the audio for this is going to be great. I appreciate your microphone etiquette of having it, oh, like, right yeah. here. Yeah, because, no, like... I, when I record, I, I hold my mic. I don't use a stand. Oh, okay, It's just, like, a habit because I never felt like buying a stand, I guess. Now it just, like, feels right. I have to hold the microphone when I'm recording. Yeah, it's like audio quality is going to be great. Like whenever I interview somebody and they like keep it down here, it's like, yeah. ah, kills me kind of. Mic stand users. Exactly, yeah. Next, let's say tomorrow, any fast food company in the world hits you up and goes, hey, Alden, you know, your little music thing, it's pretty cool, but it's about time that you branch into the music business or the, fuck, the, the, food, business? the food business. Okay. What restaurant is it at and what is the Alden meal? 
McDonald's. McDonald's? A okay. thousand percent. I ate McDonald's almost every day growing damn. up. Oh, growing up. I was about to be like, damn, in like the grown age. No. <laughs> okay, I was about to be like, okay. No, like, I don't know what happened, but like maybe five or six months ago, mm-hmm. something just like flipped. And now when I eat McDonald's, I just get sick. It's so sad because I was a big McDonald's lover. I have like a couple of videos on my old phone from when I was like 13 or 14 reviewing new mcdonald's items have you tried the new mcflurry there's a new mcflurry there is a new mcflurry what, what new mcflurry i'm I, I still keep up with these gotcha things. yeah i know yeah, yeah you know the the strawberry ice cream that they used to sell at school the little wooden spoon yeah with the wooden spoon they have a mcflurry with that like breadcrumb stuff in it oh shit okay and is it strawberry yeah it's like strawberry honestly underwhelming Oh, to say the okay. least. But the Alden meal, a number seven, no, number nine, which is two cheeseburgers. And the medium drink would be a Dr. Pepper. And then the sauce would be barbecue sauce. That McDonald's tangy barbecue sauce is literally the best barbecue sauce I've ever had in my life. That set the tone for barbecue sauce in my life. After that, like having regular barbecue sauce on anything, it just didn't taste right. This weekend was my first time having McDonald's. And since I did this stupid ass thing, I'm sure he's going to watch this. Um, Have you heard the name billsbury joe boy yes yeah okay so he's produced like come through by like juno and edgar and shit yeah yeah Yeah. so he's really really talented but he's also a fucking idiot so he suggested one day that i try this thing called the 40 nuggets 40 minutes challenge jesus where you eat 40 chicken nuggets in 40 minutes and i was the first person to try it because i was like okay and like he sent me like 10 bucks he's like go do it and i was like okay sure so i went and go i went and did it it's like one of the hardest things i've ever done maybe that really? speaks to how little adversity i've gone through in life but like holy fuck oh okay yeah okay our friend matt is behind the camera calling me a pussy that shit was hard <laughs> but the thing is austin then did it the next day and crushed it in like 22 minutes when i was like anywhere between 11 and like 20 i could do that in 20 minutes probably but now i would probably collapse like yeah oh and also the rule was no bev oh that's fucked yeah it was literal torture that's so fucked next uh you're not wearing them right now but the airpods max have become somewhat of a uniform for you so i'm wondering if you could give us your elevator pitch for why or why they're not worth the 500 dollars they're worth the 500 dollars because number one they sound amazing Mm-hmm. And they're also like very much like level with like what everybody else is using to listen to music. I think that's like a, a thing people look past is like, you know, when you're producing or, or like, you know, mixing your song, you're using different headphones. Obviously, I don't use the AirPods to mix or anything, but I totally use them to reference to make sure like everything sounds good. Like the car test. Like yeah, exactly. The car, exactly. Yeah. Kaizen, I remember one time I asked I asked them if the AirPods Max are worth. They said no, but the method they suggested is get if is if you already have normal AirPods, get fake AirPods Max on like Bai or some shit and then wear those over on top. Absolutely not. No? Why would anyone do that? you know cheaper it just makes no sense i'm just a messenger buddy maybe take it up with kaizen i don't know at that point just buy like cheap headphones that look kind of cool and then uh, on the topic of tech products you still fuck with linus tech tips he's always been just so like punchable (laughs) you know like that he's just i like him what the fuck he's just if the word like twerp is a person that's like fucking that's Linus Tech Tips. Okay, wait. But I, lo- I love him. Have you seen uh, his beard now? I don't think I've seen the beard. Really? May- that might change my opinion. During COVID, he was like, all right, I'm not going to shave or whatever because like, we all thought it was going to be like a month or two or whatever. Yeah. But then everybody was like, dude, you like objectively look better. 
Yeah, he definitely looks better. He looks like a dad because he is one. But now. he he looks just like a fucking Keebler elf, like <laughs> the Alden Linus Tectives boxing. I, I feel head. like that would be a very fair fight. It's like a foot shorter than you. Is he? Yeah, he's five seven. I don't know. He's probably like a little built though. Yeah. Oh no, he plays like uh like badminton like every day. Yeah. He's also Canadian, so he's got that like hearty like yeah, resistance like to the cold strength. yeah and then uh is it still fuck richmond to an extent when i say richmond i just mean like vcu virginia commonwealth campus area it's very much like its own little bubble everyone knows each other and shit like i kind of miss richmond now a little bit i still have like a ton of friends there that i grew up with and stuff i miss hanging out with them but th- it's also just like kind of depressing there so would you blow it up still? Um, yeah, just just the just the VCU campus though. And then, uh, is it true you had a broken lamp in your room? How do you know that? You're Alden. We have to know. What's his name? Dude, the Nardwar. Yeah, Nardwar. Yeah, I'm his nephew. No, you're not. No, I'm not actually his nephew. Uh, no, <laughs> I, you know, I believed that for a second. I did have a broken lamp in my room for a while. It happened because of the lamp was like an adjustable lamp. It was like a big one, and then I'm adjusting it one day. And just fucking snaps. You would definitely win that fight against Linus Dang. Yeah, I was just like, I couldn't control my sheer strength. It was sad because I like that lamp and I don't use, I fucking hate top lights. Me too. Fuck top lights. Yeah. yeah. Everyone. Fucking hate overhead lighting. Yeah. No, I, I don't, don't turn, turn it, it I will shoot you. When I moved into my dorm originally, my roommate argued against buying, like, I think that exact lamp. Like, everybody has that oh, lamp. Oh, you it's found like a, these on the street. Uh, where? Yeah, because everybody has them. It's like nine bucks at Target. My roommate argued against, against getting them because he was like, oh, we have an overhead light. Like, that's fine. I was like, motherfucker. Yeah, I, some people, like, there's two people in this world, and there's people that, like, just don't even realize mm-hmm. and then there's people that pay attention to that, you know? It's like NPCs versus, like, people that have thoughts and then um is it true that you used to edit videos together for every beat that you made back in 2018 yeah that's true like basically every beat i have a a majority of them on my instagram spam account actually oh this is a good one These are all just like videos I took on my phone. It's from 2018. You really were ahead of your time. What the fuck? What the fuck is that? This one. This one's a really. I like this beat a lot. What am I looking at? It's a mood. A mood. You know Hamoud. I don't know Hamoud. You literally know Hamoud. I don't. Every, know. Some everyone knows Hamoud. I don't know this guy. How do you not know Hamoud? I don't know Hamoud. Oh, wait, I... It's coming back to me. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone knows Hamoud. In the past, you've been complimented on the fact that you dress like a 70s dad. And then, although I'm not going to ask you about that, I'm going to ask, what are some of your biggest pet peeves when it comes to fashion? Rick Owens shoes. Really? Okay. I'm not a big fan of them. I don't mind the ones that everyone wears that look like Converse. What the Ramones? Yeah. yeah, the Ramones. I don't mind those. Everything else, they're all just like... Like the... I forget what they're called. The boots, like the big ass the heels. The Kiss boots. Yeah. They're all just like stompers and it's like kind of a pet peeve when people wear those fucking stompers with like just regular ass clothes. I hate when people buy one really expensive item of clothing. It makes so much more sense to spend all that money that you spent on those shoes on just like a bunch of cool, cheap things. Like don't neglect the rest of your outfit for the benefit of one part of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You also mentioned on Twitter a while back that if you see too many riddle hats in a room, you get a little nervous. Yeah, there's nothing like wrong with riddle. It's just like, I know that they might know me or something. I guess that's a good segue into this next one. Um, A while back on Twitter, you mentioned that you tend to plan your conversations ahead of time and then like sort of trip on your words trying to like say what you were 
rehearse. Totally. Uh, so I'm wondering, do interactions like this maybe where like you're expected to sort of give like responses and whatnot without like having time to like really rehearse your responses ahead of time like make you anxious at all not necessarily anxious i mean maybe yeah like with someone like that i've never like talked to before definitely like especially with questions i feel like my brain like freezes up but like i'm very comfortable right now I'm glad like, to hear especially because we've like talked before i try to place myself in the shoes of the person that i'm interviewing and think like you know if i were alden what's the thing that would make me go like oh i've been waiting for somebody to yeah, ask me that i was just thinking like these questions are very good questions because they're like shit i want to talk about if you could pick one person to be the ambassador to communicate with aliens who would you pick that's a tough one Maybe Obama. Obama. He would handle shit. I've asked a couple other people this weekend, and like basically everybody has said themselves, which is a horrible idea. I do not want Angela's yeah, communicating. I don't think I could aliens. handle. I don't think I could handle that pressure. It's like the weight of humanity is on your shoulders, and in a way, Obama has already like dealt with that. Next, can you tell us the story behind this image? Yeah, I mean, I was just bowling, you know. For audio listeners, it's a picture of Alden stanced the fuck up, really oh, bowling. Yeah. I take bowling very seriously. <laughs> this shit's not a game. It's not. A, it literally is a game, though. Like that's the definition of bowling. Yeah, that shit's not a game. I've never even seen that picture. Well, you haven't seen this image. I don't think I've seen that before. Really? Okay. It was and like the post. It, the caption's amazing. Yeah, post Alden bowling with it. I've seen it like everywhere. It was underneath like every single one of your tweets for like a month. I don't think I've ever seen that. Me and Glaive like have bowled a really good handful of times. The only video I've ever seen Glaive bowling is he, him overhand throwing oh, it. Oh yeah. I think we've done that every time we've bowled too. Your employees hate you. Damn. Yeah. But we take it seriously. What would you say is the funniest or maybe like weirdest interaction you've had with a fan either before or after a, a show? This is more of like a general thing, but like people asking to like sign in like strange places and also people saying oh i'm gonna get this tattooed after mm -hmm. like please don't do that like something about having my name on someone's body that i don't know is like scary i understand signing the face or something but like it's like strange spots sometimes signing the face would be crazy just writing with like somebody looking at you the whole time it's kind of fun there's something like kind of intimate about it i went on ig live with like juno and dorian one time we were like okay we're adding like random people to live and this girl joined the whole thing that she mentioned is that like oh yeah my friend is gonna do a magic trick for eric he has like a deck of cards and he's going to do a magic trick. I asked Eric about it. I was like, do you remember a show in Atlanta where a guy did a magic trick? And he was like, yeah, he like came up to me and did it and like fucked it up completely. Got it completely wrong. That's so good. I would be so happy. Not like I would laugh at them, but I just think it would be like cute. And then uh, on an another Jason note, any like particularly fun like gifts you received? I saw that you got a uh, Dave and Buster's card. Yeah, the Dave and Buster's card was great. I went to Dave and Buster's. I played one game and then I got a big squishy hot dog but like best gifts these are both from the same person actually this bracelet and then also this ring it was my birthday show mm -hmm. so it was like a birthday present but it was very sweet and i wear them every day i'm sure you've gotten plenty of like friendship bracelet stuff yeah i i keep them all in a ziploc bag i wear them for like a month and then I put them in the bag. In addition to touring pretty frequently, you've maintained a pretty consistent like output of music for a while now. So considering how frequently you drop, I'm wondering, how do you look back on older stuff like that predates like the Alden alias? I like sometimes look at that stuff and I'm like, damn, I was ahead of my time. Hmm. 
like I have a lot of stuff privated on SoundCloud from before I was even doing vocals. Like I would just upload beats. I don't want to say I invented hyperpop before hyperpop was invented, but I was definitely making some hyperpop sounding stuff. There's like a good little era where I was like just starting to get into vocals. I had like just gone through a breakup or something. Me and my like really good friend Tyler were like making music every day. I think that's like when I kind of found out that like writing music is like very much like a therapeutic outlet for me on a similar note um a while back you tweeted some people may not like my music but I'd rather that than make the same thing every time which i appreciate because i feel like each of your like eps and albums and everything there's like a distinct like era of like yeah. sound and everything so i'm wondering what are some of the biggest lessons you learned either like creatively or like rollout wise or anything like that going from like greenhouse to predictable so on and so forth what i tweeted basically like not making the same shit it definitely is kind of like challenging because a lot of fans listen because they like this style of music that you made but like the sweet in between is to be able to cater to those fans while still making something you want to make and keeping it interesting i'll make like a genre or something for like maybe half a year or something and then it becomes like not as fun to make so i kind of like to i guess just like challenge myself with production for myself at least like the production is like 80 percent of my focus next we're doing this interview in person because i'm here in new york for fiona's world which raises the point that last week when i asked you if you were headed to fiona's world uh you thought i was talking about adventure time yeah uh so in celebration of that i brought with me a tier list of adventure time characters and i was wondering okay. if you could list them from best to worst here yeah i got you i'm gonna put gunter at s i don't know if you've ever seen the episode that kind of explains the backstory of on gunter vaguely he was like a cute little dinosaur whoever was wearing the crown would boss him around and shit i'm really bad with names by the way but i the lemon guys what are they lemon, lemon grab and le i don't i actually haven't ever seen the female one i'm not caught up on the lemon last grabs i do not fuck with either lemon grabs yeah i don't fucking like lemon grab either partially because he's voiced by justin roiland is he yeah he's voiced by like rick and morty oh my god yeah that makes sense yeah more reason to hate he's him so annoying he always stressed me the fuck out whenever he was on screen yeah and he's just like never he never like learns he's always a bitch i forget like which episode it is but there are like some characters he has in like this little room or something and he full-blown like kills one of them every time lemon grab shows up on screen it's some graphic ass like horrible yeah. ass shit yeah princess bubblegum Mm -hmm. I'm gonna put at B mm -hmm. because, you know, like she's cool, but if you think about it, she's like kind of insane. Yeah, she's like a genocidal fucking like, Literally. maniac. She made Lemon Grab, she made all the Candy Kingdom people, mm -hmm. and then like lets them like suffer, I feel like. BMO is definitely s yeah i love bmo so fucking much. love bmo so cute jake is also s mm -hmm. great guy finn i would also say is s lumpy space princess i would put her at a not like a super prominent character she is really funny though she reminds me of my girlfriend a little bit not like how <laughs> she looks but like how she like gossips oh gotcha okay um good save yeah mr pig and tree trunks are both a or no, no no mr pig is c mr pig is just like kind of clingy i don't know weird but tree trunks is like so good great girl marceline is s for sure her music's so good yeah the soundtrack in general yeah on the soundtrack is, is so underrated fire. what's the boy version of marceline named again uh marshall lee oh yeah marshall lee i've unintentionally seen a lot of fan art of him because a lot of my friends think he's very hot like sexy fan art. yeah 
I believe that. That's like why they made the like uh, opposite gender versions the ooh, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Or, or no, it's ah. Oh, is that? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, like there's the land of ooh and the land of ah. Yeah, but I'll put him, I guess, at C just because he's also not like featured that often. Peppermint Butler, he's always there. Like he's just like, he's goaded. What's the cat version of? Uh, I think their name's Cake. Oh yeah, Cake. I don't know why I don't remember these. I've watched Adventure Time over three times. Yeah, I'll put Cake at C. I don't have like any type of attachment towards the other, the ah versions of the characters. The Ice King, I'm gonna put him at like B. Even though the Ice King is like kind of an antagonist, he's so fucking funny. He's hilarious and also his backstory is like heartbreaking. I know, right? You really feel bad for him when they start like revealing that past. Yeah. He's also like also so stupid i never really hated him anything yeah. he's doing bad is like he's just doing it because he's lonely or something what's the this guy's name again uh neptor neptor i'm gonna put neptor at b he's pretty cool and he's voiced by andy milanakis i didn't know that what the fuck actually wow yeah. the lich i'm gonna put at B because he's just like a really interesting antagonist. He scared the shit out of me as a kid. Like, yeah. holy fuck. Him and that fucking deer. I'll put Shelby at S. Shelby's featured in every uh, episode, right? Or that, no, that's the snail. That's uh, the snail I'm thinking of. But Shelby is the real one. No matter how many new artists you discover, it seems like there's always like a hundred more you wish you found sooner. So if you, if you could pick a handful of artists to put our listeners onto right now, who would you pick? Let me pull up my Spotify. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go for it. Because I listen to a lot of different artists. I'm, not, I'm more of like a, a song person opposed to artist person this dude i just found recently his name's caleb peters hmm. makes some really cool music this other band i just found they're called gel like just g-e-l i found them through like a live performance they did and it was like the best live audio i've ever heard this is a underrated banger but charles manson has a couple of really good songs even though you know he did what he did. I've heard that. I've never actually checked out his music, but yeah, I've heard his no, music his is like music shockingly good. It is really good. Yuli, totally underrated. What song do you have in there? I've been listening to Don't Be So Hard on Yourself. Your or Don't Be So Hard on Your Own Beauty. Own Beauty, yeah. I love like pixel affection and stuff. Just like the stuff off of Serotonin too. Charlie Bliss, great artist or great band. I mean, her voice is like so cool uh happy doghouse above the stars i think the album's called or the ep hmm. it's so good and it's like written from the perspective of a dog Hmm. I love it. And then on a similar note, you've worked with quite a few people on both vocals and production, but I can imagine there's still plenty more people you want to work with. So if you could pick a handful of like dream collaborators, who would they be? I would love to do something in some way with MGMT because they've been like inspiration since day one. Maybe like Radiohead some way. Oh, shit. Like Tom York or something. And then I'll do Charlie Bliss as like another one. Finally, you've come a really long way in 2023 alone. So I'm really excited for what the future has to hold for you. So I'm wondering, what are you looking to accomplish next? What can we expect? from Alden going forward. I want to do a full, like, whole, a new era again. All the production and stuff that I've been working on is, like, a lot more electronic again, which has been really fun. Analog synth kind of stuff. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Yeah, that's, like, the next era. I want there to be a lot more thought into everything as a whole, like, everything to be more coherent. I feel like I'm always going to be my own biggest hater. <laughs> that's how it always goes yeah i just feel like right now like i feel all over the place so i want to like 
really dial shit in and have the visuals on, on everything and like the music all tie together very nicely if i could sometimes i like wish i could just wipe everything else i've ever made off the internet mm. and just start fresh i don't know that's kind of the point of the eras is like people like know that like oh this is like a different version of alden i guess i want people to listen to the new stuff and not think of like my like hyper pop stuff or anything but just like hear it as its own thing awesome okay i think that's gonna wrap it up for us thank you so much nice. for thank you for having me